brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. There's a doubleheader on the network tomorrow. First up, UConn men will be hosting Binghamton at the XL Center. Rob Joyce, Ben Darnell on the call at 1130. Then UConn football in Orlando uh, versus an old AAC rival, University of Central Florida. Adam Jardino will have the pregame at 2.30, kickoff 4 o'clock. All the pre- and postgame coverage sponsored by Heart Auto Group. Only a heartbeat away at heartcars.com. Back with Dan Hurley and Coach the Big East early, 27-4 and four around the country. Uh, some good things happening, and there's some great games happening in the month of November in college basketball the last few years. What do you make of what you've been seeing in, in some of these battles that the Big East has been involved in? Yeah, I mean, inspiring stuff. And we, we expect our league to be one of the best conferences in the country year in and year out, and in order to stay claim to that, you, you've got to win big in the non-conference. You know, you, you can't obviously have the, uh, you know, the bad losses. And then when, when you play the big games versus the other, you know, power conferences or top teams, you know, you've got to win your fair share. And what it'll create by winning enough of those uh, types of games is, uh, you know, it puts you in a position to be, you know, five, six, seven bid league. If you don't win the big non-conference games, you find yourself, you know, like last year, you know, where we were you know, really a three-bid league if, if Georgetown doesn't, uh, you know, find a way to that big run at the end of the year. So, you know, really inspiring stuff, in particular Marquette, um, you know, Creighton with a young team going on the road, you know, Shock at home versus a very experienced team. And, and uh, you know, Kevin uh, and Seton Hall, obviously, you know, I'm, uh, you know, always rooting for Seton Hall when it doesn't hurt the interests of, <laughs> of UConn. <laughs> and it was nice getting that revenge from, uh, you know, obviously it doesn't take away all the pain of, of national championship loss, but it was uh, certainly felt great for the Big East with Kevin being able to, you know, go down there and, and, and really beat a, a top five Michigan team. So it was great stuff. Yeah, and St. John's uh, took Indiana on uh, Wednesday to the last basket. I mean, Champagne had a chance to win the ball game from three if he makes the shot, yeah, but it didn't uh, go in. Yeah, and, and, you know, they played great, and I think that they're clearly a, an NCAA caliber team. And, and uh, you know, Providence with a huge win at Wisconsin. Ed, uh, you know, with, with a huge, huge road win there. It's just It just does so much for the brand of the league, but it also – it comes Selection Sunday when you're talking about bubble and 
bracketology, winning these games is critical. You know, in this part of the season, when you see results uh, like you've been seeing from uh, some of these teams like Seton Hall, Providence, Marquette, uh, Creighton, as you said, beating Nebraska on the road. Uh, Xavier has a big one uh, coming up at Ohio State. Um, is it significant? How significant is it to your preparation in the sense you, you kind of look at these teams and go, wait a minute, they're better than we were thinking they were. Now we really got to get ready for these guys. <laughs> yeah, I think we had a good idea, you know, kind of going into the year. I don't think any of it's, you know, we've been really surprising. You know, you, you, when you're putting your schedule together, I think we felt like this year's Big East was going to be a lot better than than last year's version of it. We knew that Seton Hall and St. John's, you know, were going to be top top twenty, top twenty five, top thirty level teams, kind of like similar to like who we are with Villanova. Um, you know, we we knew that that. You know that Marquette, even though they lost some, that, that Chaco would would help them. Um, you know, bring a, bring a, a new energy, and felt like Justin Lewis was one of the best young players in the league last year. You know, Creighton has been incredibly consistent. You know, Ed uh, has maybe you know one of the best big men in the country, and Nate Watson, and um, you know, and returned. Uh, a couple of other veteran guys that were starters last year. And then you bring in a starter from Indiana at guard. So I think we felt like going into this year was going to be a six or seven bid big East. So we tried to you know, schedule appropriately. Yeah. you got Auburn coming up next week to start at, uh, at Nassau on the Bahamas. It's an afternoon game. So a little bit different weekday afternoon game. Is there anything you can do to get guys in the mindset of playing during the day, they mostly play at night, except weekends, uh, day side games. So, I mean, is there anything different you do to prepare guys to play in an afternoon game? Yeah, I mean, so we, we practice every day at, at twelve or one, or sometimes eleven, or sometimes at night, just to kind of mix up the the, the body clock um, and just prepare them for all different start times. But you know, we we will have played you know two of our games at noon, so. It, you know that that shouldn't be you know much of a factor. I would say, or just playing in the smaller environment, getting used to, you know, playing in a place like that. It's very very unique when you're playing in a ballroom. Can't simulate that unless we <laughs> went played in the ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If there's any place you could do that. Yeah, it's going to be a little strange. The sound of it, probably the look of it. Yeah. No, the closest I was in Mexico, we played in the Cancun Classic at Rhodey, and, and uh, it definitely is different. You know, it's very dark in there. It's small. It's it's strange, but it's also it's, it's pretty cool because it's uh, it's pretty intimate. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, one thing I want to ask you about too is on the television side of things. For years, ESPN and uh, the Big East were synonymous, right? The Big Monday series and all these games. Uh, and now things have kind of flipped over towards Fox Television. They do a really good job. They've got over 110 Big East games. I- I've been seeing almost more exclusivity for this conference with Fox in the sense that they're showing all of your games. You can't go anywhere else. If you go to FS1, FS2, you're always seeing a Big East yeah. game, no matter what day of the week it is. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think – Especially when you get into Big East play, I think the difference too is like they block out like 
like uh, two and a half hour blocks. So you got a pregame show, you got a postgame show, you know, that they're, they're really dialed in to each game. Um, sometimes if you're playing on the other network or another network, they may pan into your game at the 12 minute mark of the first half because the, you know, the F C S game went to overtime and, you end up missing the first 10 game minutes of your game. And, and that's just, you know, with, with the Fox deal that we have, it really, it's an amazing platform, the type of coverage again, like pregame show, you know, halftime show is focused on you and your conference postgame show. It really is uh, um, a great deal. Yeah, I think that those those are the kind of things that can add to the value of what UConn's doing and what the Big East is doing, having that much, you know, really zoned in coverage for what the Big East basketball conference is all about these days. All right, Coach, we appreciate it. We've got David Benedict coming up next, the athletic director of UConn Sports. Uh, we appreciate it. Good luck on Saturday with Binghamton, and we'll see you again in Nassau. Yes, let's go. Can't wait. See you, <laughs> gentlemen. All right. Dan Hurley with us, and we'll be back with more coverage of UConn basketball here on the UConn Sports Network from Learfield.